Hello and welcome to episode 231 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. You almost missed that, didn't you? I almost missed it. I don't know what happened there, but I almost missed it. Um, so this this week is some odds and ends, kind of randomy stuff, news, yeah. uh, Twitter machinations, just whatever kind of is up and about. Uh, it seems like there was a lot of... Uh, so there's another uh, YouTube channel, podcast, whatever that I watch that does a segment called It's Barely News. And this is this is magic's barely news. Barely news. It's a whole uh, bunch of topics that don't uh, don't really demand an entire episode, but I think are worth talking about anyway. Yeah, and there's some things up here that I don't even know what you're talking about, so I'm I'm interested. So. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, we're in the like in between time between kind of the end of Mom and the beginning of like Lord of the Rings summer. Yeah, it, but even like Lord of the Rings is weird because it's like I don't know, not legal everywhere, but still a premiere set somehow. And yeah. Could this be hot? Could this be, be hot ring summer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's like it's a it's a weird time. Like, so we may have to come up with some fancy uh, episode topics. Yeah, or non-topics, or non-topics, or or barely news. So I think like some of the feedback I've gotten from listeners and stuff is that they kind of uh, appreciate us just talking generally about the game and not necessarily about like how to play better or what decks the best. Because there's certainly people that are more qualified to speak on that stuff than we are, but. It's kind of two guys talking about the game. So I think you know episodes like this are. Talking about vagaries. Some portion. Yeah, vagaries. Um, so if you have any barely news topics that we could yeah. like kind of throw together uh, or things, you know, you want to hear about, let us know. All of our social media stuff, Facebook, Discord, Twitter, and all that stuff is in the description. So go check that out and yeah. uh, give us some ideas as we uh, wade through like the summer. A content draw. <laughs> Yeah, let us know. Like Brian said, links are in the description. Hit us up. Uh, if you're looking to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG Player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. If you follow that link to TCG Player, whatever you purchase after that, we will get a small portion of to help keep the lights on over here. And doesn't cost you guys anything. You're buying cards. You're buying sealed product anyway. We would appreciate it if you use that link. Uh, TCG player has usually pretty good prices and quick shipping. Um, so like I said, if you're going to be buying it anyway, you might as well buy it in a way to help your favorite podcast out. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking to support us more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual MTG. If you have an aversion to TCG player and don't want to use them, you can give us money directly. That'd be great. Money. Uh, yeah, patrons get access to our show notes, so you kind of get a sneak peek about what the upcoming episode's going to be about. You also get access to our pre-show, roundabouts, another hour of content out of us every week. And when I have stuff to send out, I will send it to you also. Uh, should be next month, I think. Usually about every other month I send them out. So I think July I'll send another, another batch out, uh, some cool stuff that I have Usually stuff that I have made for you guys 
Um, so that'll be going out next month. If you want in on any of that, if it sounds good to you, or if you just want to support us, you appreciate the work that we do every week and you like hanging out with us, uh, you can head on over to patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG and uh, you can chip a couple bucks in and we would appreciate it. Yes, very much so. Yes. So, all right, we've got a, we got a list of topics here. So yeah, let's see. anything jump out at you that you want to tackle first? Um, let's see here. Uh, well, we can talk about some of the uh, some of the Lord of the Rings stuff. It's here first. We'll see what we can uh, okay. uh, come up with here. So, there's a new um, category or genre of tweet, which okay. is, uh, look, I pulled the one of one ring. <laughs> And like, there's all the people like, oh gosh, they're totally fake. People like, oh no, I'm really happy for this person. Why do you think it's fake? And it's just like, it, there's like six people that have like posted that I've seen. Yeah. They're like, I've pulled, pulled the one wing. And I saw someone was like, all these people with their wish.com pro- uh, proxies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Just stop. Like, if you actually pulled it, like, I don't know, sell out the post Malone yourself. Yeah, like I don't know if I had op- if I had opened any of this product and I pulled the one ring, like what's the offer? Like better than two million dollars? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd run around like bragging on the internet that I opened the one ring. No, for two million like that puts an awful big target on your head. It does. Like let's not like call attention to the fact that you've opened a giant, yeah. very expensive thing. Like let's not do this. Two million dollar rectangle of cardboard. Yeah, like stop. Um, yeah, yeah. The um, I like. I think I said this last week. Like, I would just like quietly find someone an auction house that specializes in auctioning high end collectibles. Yep. And just be like, hey, I got this thing. Yep. I need you to let Postman alone know that there's an auction. Yeah. And then or posting. whatever that shop is from Europe or yeah. Cassius yeah. Marsh or yeah Cassius like whoever like yeah because my thought is and you know take this as life advice maybe if someone's offering you a bunch of money for a thing that means they think they can flip it for more yeah right they're basically like hey you don't have the infrastructure to make this sale we do right right. We have posts, uh, Post Malone and Cassius Marks uh, 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 numbers. We'll text them once we have it. Mm-hmm. And or like you said, let it go to auction. Yeah, I mean, or we'll put it on auction and we'll see what happens. People like already making legitimate seven-figure offers for the card. Then yeah, let like, them duke it out. Um, uh, what is his name? Hunter Pence, the former. Um, Baseball player, mm-hmm. uh, he's a huge magic player. There's yep. a video of him with like a black lotus around his neck, like a lanyard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like just yes, that is a thing. Like, but they they think that if they give you two million dollars, they can sell it for four. Right, right. Like they give it as their buy list. Mm-hmm. Right, they're buy listing it for fifty percent what they think they can get for it. Right. So. Just put it up for auction. Because yep. if they really 100%. want it for $2 million, they'll bid two. Yeah. 
Have you heard the uh, cons- little off script? Not that we really have a script, but have you heard the conspiracy theory about the One Ring? No, hit me up. So we were talking about, um, I think last week we were talking about print runs mm-hmm. and how like a print run would affect the One Ring. Mm-hmm. I guess people have been uh, positing that the One Ring, while it was said that it's going to be in a collector booster, mm-hmm. people are saying that it's not going to be in a collector booster box. Hmm. It's going to be in a gift pack. Because the gift packs come with one collector booster. Oh. And like Wizards would... Like going, th- and not that it was a huge trouble, but like they've made such a big deal out of this one ring mm-hmm. that they, it's probably in their best interest for it to be opened. Fair. Um, and like a lot of collector boosters never get opened because they get put on a shelf somewhere. Mm-hmm. Whereas gift, pa- gift bundles or gift packs or whatever, um, are typically bought as a gift or, you know, as somebody that wants to treat themselves and not like put on a shelf somewhere. Yeah. So a lot of people are, uh, I don't know about a lot of people, but I've seen multiple people talking about how they think that it's going to come out of a, a gift bundle or gift pack or when how, the, when however the they're. Gift, when are those on sale yet? Uh, I'm not sure. Because like I, like I said last week, right, it makes no sense for this to get cracked on like pre-release weekend or like the first week right because if we're six if we're like six months in and it's christmas time and there's like the gift boxes right yeah then um hey uh those now become a much hotter item right because, hey, it could have the thing in it. It would also be weird. Could you imagine, like, a grandma buying it for, like, a 10-year-old? Yeah. And, like, a 10-year-old just, like, opens the one ring and, like, plays it unsleeved at his, like, <laughs> on the lunch table What's or this something. Do? I can't read it. Yeah, exactly. This is weird. So, uh, the gift bundles go on sale July 7th. Okay. Which kind of falls in line with what you were saying. And I guess also I just saw that the MSRP or whatever, not MSRP, but yeah. like what street price is supposed to be is $86. Holy God. Um, but people are already scalping them for 200 Okay. Counter theory. Mm-hmm. Some people wizards, that have wizards put that out there to uh, move bundles, or someone put it out there because they were sitting on a crap ton of gift bundles. Maybe right? Like, is is that a product that often sells well? I remember that bundles used to be kind of like eh at some point. Well, so the like the gift packs, the ones that were like five booster packs with mm-hmm. a promo or whatever. I don't think they typically did well. But the um, the gift bundles have done well. Okay. They're the ones that have like the like the foily fat pack box. Okay. And they have a collector booster and like I think they come with a different promo inside or whatever. Yeah. Um, I know the Throne of Eldraine ones were expensive for a while. Okay. Um, like people really wanted them. 
I don't I don't know how the, how any others did, but fair, fair, fair. I mean, I know that like you know we said that you know it'd be you know it'd be hard if they knew where the where the ring was roughly. Yeah. Then they could like pick the distributor or like the location. Yeah. But like they have to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I honestly feel like and you know, I don't know, for Well, any I mean I, I'm sure like the printer knows. Mhm. But I don't know if when, if Watsi would even want to be privy to that information. Yeah. But I guess my thing is like I I feel like they don't want it to go and be open somewhere like obscure. Yeah. Right? Like they don't want it to go be open somewhere where it's not going to like get a news story mm-hmm. and like get a Kotaku article yeah. and like a Forbes article and like you know you know what I mean where it's not going to like make news. Yeah. So like I feel like you know the the printer that was told like put this card on a sheet or whatever. Mm-hmm. The I feel like the bulk of their product is going to go to North America. Yeah. Right. Or all of it. Right. They're going to want it to be open probably in North America. Yeah. Uh, so that they can kind of get the 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 pump up. But yeah, I mean maybe maybe it's like gift boosters, but also well, if I, I think that they said that it was only going to be in English boosters. In English boosters. English collector yeah. boosters. Yeah, but it could be like, but I mean, I guess just like we get Russian booster packs, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that Europe gets non-English speaking countries get English yeah. uh, packs because those are still for the most part the most desirable like yeah. version. Because like if you go to Japan, Japanese foils are cheap. Because mm-hmm. they're just the regular foils. cards. They're just yeah. foils. Yeah. Uh, but it like it makes sense to me that if I if I were a supplier or someone who pre ordered a crap ton ton of gift booster whatever's yeah I'd be like I'd have like someone one of my buddies on Reddit be like dude I think that Wizards is gonna like put these here. But, I mean, would, like, I think it serves Wizards to wait as long, have it wait as long as possible. Yes, it needs to be opened. Mm-hmm. I think it probably needs to be opened within two to three months of the set's release. Yeah, so it's still, like, on people's minds. Yeah, like, you don't want it to overshadow the fall set. Right. But you also, like want there to be enough like buzz that right people that are like sitting and looking at their like box of collector boosters that they put on their shelf start getting the itch yeah where they're like oh my gosh i could be sitting on a powerball ticket right now and i won't (laughs) know until i open these packs what if what if the one rings in there yeah right i mean did you see how much the like human ring like the soul rings we're selling for. Uh, I saw multiple listings for different ones at like $5,000 a pop. Wow. Uh, like star city, just like the, I'll go Ben something. I think the owner of star city or yeah. one of the higher ups was ben just Weiss like, or whatever. Yes. Was like, Hey, we got this number 
ring five thousand uh, dollars like or best offer or something like DM me. Mm-hmm. And so like starting at five thousand. Yeah. And so if those are going for five thousand, yeah. Like what? Like what is what is the real price? Of the one of one ring, and it's got to be hard to be like there could be a five thousand dollar card in this pack. There mm-hmm. could be a five million dollar card in this pack. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I've got to like these prices are ridiculous compared to like cons. Uh, a cons, gosh. Uh, uh, expeditions. BFC, yeah. Yeah, like they were like hundred dollar cards, maybe. Yeah. Right, and now we're looking at five thousand dollar cards. Yeah, well, the um, like the box toppers for this set are supposed to be like really expensive too, right? I think. I mean, there's some good ones. But yeah, but you... I think they're like really expensive. Okay. Let me see if I can. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to find a price list, but. Yeah, it's so hard with like the bajillions of. Yeah. Uh. Uh versions yeah uh and like tcg player um not making it easy right um yeah but then you get like a border a borderless shire is 81 cents yeah but then delighted halfling is 11 (laughs) dollars oh good samwise is only three bucks okay well, okay. You want to talk about Samwise? Sure, we can talk about Samwise. We just gotta like randomly. So, um, I, I hadn't heard about this. So, okay. So there's. So we talked about Samwise just kind of going in the Academy Manufacturer deck as yeah. like extra Lannis. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's another there's a, another Samwise combo, which okay. is with a sacrifice outlet say viscerous here mm-hmm. and a cauldron familiar you make infinite food oh yeah okay. and win the game on the spot yeah right you need one food to start it which like casting one of these two cards right gets you the food from sam and then every time the cat comes in you make a food mm-hmm. drain them sack it to viscerous here and uh I saw this from Aspiring Spike, so I'll, I'll do credit. He was like, oh, you just like put one Viscera C in your deck to go get with Finale Devastation. Yeah. Or, uh, I guess, Invasion of Ixalan. Not Ixalan. Mm-hmm. Ikoria. And you just go get your Viscera C here and win the game. Mm-hmm. So I had or not... any sack outlet. It doesn't have to be Viscera here, but... Yeah, that's, that's the cheapest one. Yeah. But, yeah, I hadn't heard of that slash thought of it until I saw it. And so, like, there, there's another way to, like, Sam people out of the game. Mm-hmm. So, that was all. That was the that was the Sam combo that we missed last week. No. Oh. Okay. Um, so, um, I will also... All Cocoable. All Cocoable. Exactly. Yep. Um, so, I watched two videos about uh the set like what the best modern cards are mm-hmm. and uh basically almost all of the cards aspiring spike said were like playable or were going to be good in modern mm-hmm. we talked about thank you 
Ooh, pat on the back. Yeah, pat on the back. And then Saffron Olive did a video today that was the same kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, I I forget what his number one card was. It was something that I was like, oh, Orcish Bowmasters. Yeah. So he did also tweet today that he played Orcish Bowmasters for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I forget what, like someone played like a wheel or something and he flashed Orcish Bowmasters and he ended up with a 17-17. Um, he killed two six sixes and a five five. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yes, off of like two mana. Yeah, he's like, this is really good. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, two mana make eighteen power and murder everything. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we we did a good job. We did a good job. We we did not lead you astray. Yeah. All right now, you um, have here. How is this set being perceived out in the wilds? Yeah. I I have seen a couple people talking about it, but mm-hmm. not really any buzz. Like on pre-release weekend, there's usually, you know, you hear a lot of, oh my God, this is awesome, or this set's awful, or mm-hmm. I really haven't heard anything. Like LSV tweeted that he did a couple drafts, I guess, during like early access. Yeah. And like he had some thoughts and it seemed like it was fine. I think what's weird is most of the videos I've seen about this set mm-hmm. are focused on the one ring. Yeah. Not really about the set. Yeah. Like there was a pre release yeah. thing where like, uh, like a TikTok, a guy opens uh, his pre release kit and goes, like, Hey, man, give me a sleeve and gets a sleeve and then leaves the yeah. shop and leaves all of his stuff. Like, where is he coming back? I wonder why. He left, like, kind of inferring, like, oh, he must have opened the One Ring. Yeah. And is, like, leaving. And it's, like, one, they don't come in those packs. And two. <laughs> um, but, like, I feel like this set might be being overshadowed by the fact that there's a Powerball ticket in a pack somewhere. I mean, that might be. Um, I also had a thought. Okay. And I think this set, other than... The serialized cards, the one of one ring and the dwarven human elvish rings, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think was a little bit mismarketed because like the impression that everybody got was this sets modern, right? That was our first impression is this mm-hmm. is, you know, Mar- modern horizons three. Mm-hmm. And because it's going right into modern. Yes. Um, but kind of like we said last week in our set review, like the power level isn't really there. So if you're, you know, person that's not super checked in that decided to go to pre-release because, um, you know, you like Lord of the Rings or you just happen to be at the game store on a Friday night or whatever your reason is, like if you're not super checked in and don't know that the power level's low, like you might have the impression that this set is like has a different audience, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially since it's like premium priced. Yeah, and I also think that like, um, like with the fact that they like dusted off Elijah Wood mm-hmm. and had him like do ads for Magic cards. Yeah, right. I think there was definitely a like we're not marketing this towards Magic players. We're marketing this to Lord of the Rings fans who are going to be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's it's Elijah Wood. 
it's Frodo. Right. I I wish to interact with uh, this product because of Frodo. Yeah. So like I don't know how much of it is also that like like I feel like people were hyped about it because it was Lord of the Rings and not hyped about it because it was magic. Maybe. Right. And I don't know if that is um, right or not. I'm the same age as Elijah Wood. I'll be damned. We're both 42. <laughs> what one, one of us has a better bank account, though. Uh, but um, I'm gonna yeah, guess like Elijah I, Wood. Hmm. I'm gonna guess Elijah Wood. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. But I guess I don't know. Um, like how many? You still like, have all your fingers, though. I do. Um, this, he's just like John Wick. <laughs> oh, uh, spoilers. Um, uh, but if like their goal, like you're right, I haven't seen a bunch of like, oh my gosh, I like look at my sealed pool. There were some like, like, oh, I opened the card I wanted. Like I opened a couple packs and like I got the one card I wanted. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't seem like there is as much, like, pre-release buzz as right. there normally is. But, again, like, how much of this is, like, you and I are working off pre-release buzz from, like, four years ago? And, like, <laughs> true, that has just slowly faded over yeah. time. I guess we'll see, like, when people start, like, what's this on Arena? And people start mm-hmm. tweeting about it. Because, yeah. again, like, that's where... Yeah, that's where most Magic is played now. Like, Magic is a, like, digital card game with a physical collector side, physical physical collectible side hustle. Yeah. Right? It's just like, oh, you play the cards over here, but we'll give you 45 fancy versions so you can, like, buy something. Yeah. And, like, you know, knock on wood. Uh, right? Like, do we get to the point where like magic cards kind of become like beanie babies? Where like I mean, people I, I hope not. <laughs> but like maybe not with like the reverse reserve list stuff, which are like unique game pieces. Yeah. But like all the collectible versions at some point it just all collapses and it's just like, yeah, we don't care that there's thirty five different versions. Like Yeah, I mean maybe. Magic's also like been around a lot longer than Beanie Babies and there's like this the is nostalgia true. thing, mm-hmm. like a lot of people like from our age that, you know, used to play when they were in high school or whatever are nostalgic for that. Whereas Beanie Babies like were kind of dumb when even when they were a thing. I don't this think anybody's is... really nostalgic for Beanie Babies. This is true. No, but just like the the idea of like, oh, this is a collectible that's worth something. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, magic's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. But like random wild alternate frame, right? That's full pretty art recent. craziness is yeah. like throne of the throne of Eldraine forward. Yeah, and like just like my perception of things, you make boosters fun. Yes, we make it impossible for you to open a box and complete a set of anything. Yeah. Um, was like I was like, oh man, these like fancy versions are going to be so much like more valuable. Like oh, I gotta. And now it's just like, yeah, I have all of these, like, storybook frame cards. And I, like, no one cares. Like, they're just still, like, uncommons at the uncommon price. (laughs) Basically. It's like, oh, okay. So, yeah, like, 
hopefully there's more buzz around the set. But yeah, it just feels like it's like kind of flat. Yeah. It also feels weird for like it not to be digital, right? Oh, it is. It is digital. It's not yet. Not yet. Fair. Yeah. I mean, by the time you guys are listening to this, it is, but like, I guess we've gotten, you know, through the pandemic or whatever, we've gotten so used to um, things being launched simultaneously. Or digital first there for a while. Yeah, or digital first that, I don't know, it's just so, it's just strange, I guess that. Yeah, I mean, it is like the way you and I have interacted with yeah, uh, uh, magic being more digital as of late. Right, like yeah. maybe it just doesn't feel like there's the same buzz because it's like we can't play it. And I right. mentioned this in the pre-show, like I'm not like super excited to play this. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll do some drafts, but I'm not like oh my gosh, I gotta like yeah. do drafts of this. Well, so I guess going back to uh, how the set's being perceived, like even through, did you watch any of the streamer event? I did not. Um, I did not. I don't think there was much. And even the people that were playing, I, I didn't tune in a ton, but I kind of clicked around a little bit to get a feel for what was going on. And even the people that were playing, like, didn't seem like they were thrilled to be there. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and which I don't not, know if which that's is not like, great. Yeah, I don't know if that's a function of like the set not being great, or if it's more to do with like nobody wants to play alchemy, and that's the only place you can play these stupid cards. I mean, that could very, very, very well be it, where it's just like, I don't want to interact with yeah, this like, format that I don't one enjoy. Of the, yeah, I forget who it was, but one of the streamers that I had watched for you know more than 30 seconds or so um, was basically complaining that they didn't know what any of these digital-only cards were that they were playing against. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is a huge problem, where you're just like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. I guess I'm going to, like play this but i don't know like why it's not like the i don't know and like again some of those cards are like so snowbally yeah that you're just like oh i guess i guess they resolved a thing and i lost the game that was pretty yeah. neat Th- thanks everyone yes yeah, so i don't know um it is it is not the same kind of buzz that seems like it's around like a normal set no. And I think that a lot of a lot of the buzz around normal sets is like, oh gosh. Yeoman five making his like fifty standard brews. 50 decks. Yeah. And other people being like, Oh, is this card good, this standard deck, or like stuff like we just don't have that. Right. And like because modern is a paper slash like moto format, mm-hmm. right? There are just less people that interact with that. Right? There's yep. way more people playing Arena. And uh, we talked about earlier, when we get in the pre-show, that, like, when's the last time we've really seen, like, deck lists pop up on our... Right. Like, like on our timelines or anything. Yeah, you, you don't see it. In, not like you used to. Not like you used to. So, like, there's a much smaller universe of people that are, like, doing modern content and mm-hmm. playing modern. And apparently there's a Pro Tour in, like, a month. Oh, okay. In Barcelona, that is modern. Hmm. And like, I don't know if you've got some like cool thing. Maybe you keep it under your hat. True. Right, because like it's a month out from the tournament, and maybe someone else will find it. But maybe you broke it. Right. So, yeah, I guess I don't know 
Pirate Stompy. Pirate Stompy. <laughs> I'm I'm currently looking at um uh gr- green red turbo boo initiative. Uh, turbo boo initiative. Tur- turbo, sorry. Turbo, turbo initiative. Um but yeah. So it might just be that like the people that would be like brewing with it and like putting stuff out in the world yeah are like mm, new. Well, I mean, I think most of that prep happens on Moto, though, and if it's not on Moto, people aren't brewing yet. Exactly. Uh, all right. So we got that. What else we got here? Um, How about this uh, Magic Ambassador program? Have you heard anything about this? I know that um, Anzid is yeah. a Magic Ambassador, mm-hmm. but I have no idea what the Magic Ambassador program is, how one becomes an ambassador, uh, I don't um, know. I also don't know a whole lot, so okay. this this whole segment is going to be speculation. Sweet, so the best kind. Nobody get your pitchforks out. <laughs> um, I think it was a thing you had to apply for. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of people really excited that they were accepted. So mm-hmm. good, for, good for them. Yep. Um, I've also seen some people that were offered it and declined and like they weren't even like big i don't want to say big names but not huge names hey guess what i did what you did i googled it oh okay the magic ambassador program provides content creators with additional tools to create their magic the gathering content ambassadors receive set information and a variety of cards from each set before debut day in order to prepare thoughtful, informative content for their audience. So, do they get, like... It sounds like they kind of get preview cards? Uh, I think it's more than just preview cards. But, yeah, Um, like, they might get, like, hero cards that, like, kind of, like, adhere to your play style to, like, make some decks. I think they get swag packs. Like, they've Mm -hmm. been kind of dribbling out these swag packs to, like, you know, high-profile content creators or whatever. Um, so I think it's kind of in that vein and then we're also oh, good. They get like, and I think there was something about like arena perks. So I have how they're, how they're selected are oh, chosen okay. because of their very content creation styles, backgrounds, and platforms. We took extra care in the evaluation process to address potential biases that may exclude marginalized or unrepresented groups invited creators for whom magic is their singular passion or one of many. Programs and crews creators of all sizes and levels of notoriety. Hey. Hey, yeah. get at me, Chad. Um, and uh, and selected creators were already meeting the frequency of Magic Gathering content we requested. Whatever whatever that means. Whatever that means. Uh, and their ambassadors, ambassadors are limited to North America as of right now. Okay. And then is this good for them? Here we go. In addition to receiving exclusive MTG Ambassador swag, the swag in Mm -hmm. question, creators are given products from every set, Magic Arena benefits, and Magic Con badges. Moreover, these creators will create impactful content with insights directly from WotC. Well, that's kind of interesting. mm -hmm. So direct, uh, direct Wizards of the Coast support can mean major growth for creators, especially when they're armed with... Information that makes them a guidepost for the MTG community. All sponsored content is owned by the creators themselves 
and any monetization from this content remains in their hands. There we go. So there you have it. And then uh, oh, it is currently an invite-only program. Okay. Again, I feel slighted. Hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> I have not seen that email yet. I have. I have not. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I can just put their spam folder. So I feel like they like roll out a program like this mm-hmm. every so often, and then, so it, often, and and then like it flames out, it. and then people get mad because we had something else like yeah. this not too long ago. Yeah, and I think that like. They have some community manager who comes up with an idea. Community manages. This person then gets like a 70% pay increase to community manage Overwatch or, you know, Diablo 4 or whatever. (laughs) And then they leave. And then the next, and then that program dies as they look for the next person to run it. Right. And the next person comes in and they're like, oh, we're going to call it mythic ambassadors and then they do that that intern graduated so they no longer work at wizards yeah there was there was the person who's in charge of like um gosh early access Mm -hmm. was like on twitter like yo hit me up like i'm still trying to like get people in like hit me up if you want to like do early access oh and i probably should have hit them up but uh but yeah it was just like are you for real for real right now? Like, we're just like yeah. blasting a tweet out like, yo, like hook it up. <laughs> like, hey, we could really use it, use a thing right now. Yeah. So like, I thought that was just like weird that we're yeah, just like, that is weird. Uh, please, someone, anyone help me. Yeah. Um. So like, I mean, it's all well and good. Like it is. You know, I think something that the community isn't a fan of, but I mean, it's always going to happen when there's any kind of like power disparity. Like, oh, it's invite only. Like, why are these people and not these people? Is it because I, I said something mean about like Magic Thirty, and now yeah, like who knows? you you don't want to pick me, yeah. kind of deal. Like, is a thing that while positive, like if there's anyone on the outside, mm-hmm. right, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, like. Watsy sucks. I can't believe they didn't pick me. Uh, bro, yeah. bro, 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 bro. I'm Desolator Magic and I'm mad. Bro, 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 bro. <laughs> well, so it's also kind of weird, though, that this was just kind of pulled out of nowhere. Yeah. like, like, it, like There was nothing, 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 nothing. Oh, we have all of these Magic Ambassadors. Yeah, and it was where, just like, like, yo. Every other program that they've done has been rolled out, like, not even half-baked, like, still batter in the bowl. It's like oh oh yeah here's uh here's organized play we, we don't we, have any plan we are announcing that we are going to buy the ingredients to make a cake right and then it's like we have we don't bought... know when we're gonna make it we don't know what it's gonna be we don't know what it's gonna taste like we don't know who's gonna eat it <laughs> but we are buying ingredients and then a few months later we have bought the ingredients and then like they're in the bowl yeah. And then, like, we opened the door too soon. It fell. It, it went flat. <laughs> uh, sorry about the cake promise. <laughs> it's just Instead like, of a third on. of a cup of sugar, I put a third of a cup of salt. Sorry about that. They look the same. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's very much like 
Yeah, like I just saw like like Anne said got it, and people yeah. were like, "Oh, it's so great for him," and it's like, no, I mean that is good for him. No, it's it's it is like, great. I also his butt. To... Yeah, I also would like to uh, just I don't know, like I I know what his wife does. I know where he yeah. lives. How are you flying across the country and like streaming magic? Like I don't <laughs> understand. Right, I keep being told, uh, and we can talk about this. Uh, this game gets us to the next thing that. Doing coverage and streaming magic is super prohibitively expensive and cannot be done until anyone turn a profit. And here's right. one man with like a <laughs> handy cam and a dream. <laughs> well, just... so like that, I mean, that's a little bit different though, right? Because it is. one man with a handy cam and like a mobile hotspot is uh, quite a far cry from, like you said, we're going to get into it, uh, $10,000 a weekend internet access. You say that, but he was definitely uh, less than a year ago, like putting up prices of like internet in convention centers, like like here's how much internet costs at, in like Indianapolis, and here's like him trying to like get the money to do it. I'm gonna do this mage, uh, uh, raid shadow legends uh, stream, and that oh, money's gonna go towards internet. Okay, I didn't realize that that was. For him, I thought that like he was trying to like set up um, coverage as a service is what my impression. Okay, of that maybe was. it was, but like he, you I, mean, can't, I, like, I could be wrong. Also, that I don't think you can like. I, I, I'm sure that like Verizon's doing some doing some good work with the five G, you know, mind controlling us and magnetizing us and whatever. <laughs> but I don't know if I could like trust like my five G like mobile hotspot like in the concrete bunker that is like yeah. every like uh, convention center in America yeah, to like, be like, and we're live. Yeah. Uh, oh no. Someone walked by with like a pretzel in a, in a uh, foil wrapper and we blocked the signal. <laughs> we can't, we can't well, so run there's, anymore. there's like a, a reasonable expectation though. Right. Like yeah, I the guess. people that follow Anzid know what he's doing and like mm-hmm. appreciate him greatly for it. And I, I would think most of the people that are following him donate because they know what a s- struggle it is. Yeah. So like those people would have a reasonable expectation of like the stream quality. Yeah. Fair. Um, so uh, there was an announcement of a major event yeah. at uh, MagicCon Vegas. Mm-hmm. It is... Which, to be fair, is traditionally, like, the flagpole event of the year. Yeah, it is the biggest... The... Matt, the it was GP Vegas, and yeah. now it is MagicCon Vegas. Yeah. Um, but we have now um, the... Las Vegas hundred thousand dollar limited open, right? So, um, it is where is it at? Uh, so it's kind of weird that they've gone back to opens, right? I thought that was kind of strange. What do you mean? Well, like we've gone back to open branding. Like <sighs> Wizards never ran opens. That was like a Star City thing. Fair, yes, yes, yes. But, but I mean, now, a GP was effectively an open. Yeah. And I guess they don't want to, like, use the, like... GP. GP 
thing. Branding or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, this event has a $100,000 payout. Mm-hmm. And um, people were talking about, like, how much money it was. And, like, back in the day when you won a GP, it was, like, $10,000. Winner gets twenty k, Right. Like, not yeah, all this. $10,000 prize pool, not the first place. Yeah, it's $100,000 prize pool. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, well, bigger than previous prize pools? Like, significantly so. I think that, like... um. Like finishing the top like hundred, or like like got me fifty bucks. Yeah, right. And this gets like three hundred. So like, an appreciable increase. One could say, uh, if pegged to inflation, uh, <laughs> maybe maybe about right. Um, but this is um, an an interesting thing, right? So, uh, what was the last limited GP that we played in? Modern Horizons 2? Yeah, and it was 80 bucks. Yes, it was $80, and it was Modern Horizons 2, so that was a premium set. They were usually 50 or 60. Uh, I think they were 60, 60 or maybe? 70, yeah. Yeah, like, Modern Horizons was a little bit more, I thought. Maybe. But, um, but, uh, yeah, so... Again, if you want to make my same well, peg to inflation joke, I'm trying to find the yeah. price, what the entry it's, fee is. It, so it's a little nebulous, but the what they're calling an entry fee is $160. Is it? Yes. Okay. Okay, so... Oh, that there it is. It was like right in front of my face. So you need $160 to play in this event. But and to get to your seat, yeah. you have to pay entry into MagicCon. Right. And um, MagicCon entry. And you need two days of entry. Yes. So At least two days of entry. The weekend pass is $65. Right. Which I think is what you would need, right? Yep. Um, so I guess that makes the entry fee basically $225. That is what that means. And well, no, because like weekend is Saturday and Sunday, right? But this starts on Friday. Oh, is that what that is? I think because they said that like if you don't have access for Sunday, you would get Sunday access, right? Is that what hmm. that said? Uh, so top eight competitors will be given a Sunday badge if they don't already have one. So this is for uh, must have a Magic Con Vegas Friday and Saturday badge. Okay. And so, is that the weekend? Is that Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I assume so, right? That has to be it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. A single day calls out Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and weekend just says weekend. So okay. I'm assuming it's all three days. So it's like sixty five dollars, and yep. there has been a bit of an uproar mm-hmm. because. Uh, people have not been flashed by the men in black blinky light. Right. And they remember playing Modern Horizons in a previously abandoned Lowe's or Walmart in uh, <laughs> in uh, 
DC. DC or outside of DC that was called a convention center. Yeah. Um, and uh, for 80 bucks mm-hmm. with no entry fee. Right. And so people are like, what the heck, man? Like, why is this happening? Yep. And so three, almost three times the price. For what set is this? It's September, so it's, it is. I think it's Wilds. It's Wilds. So it's like yeah. a regular standard set. Yep. That, like, remember when you pay, like, the extra, like, $10 because they would sort your pool for you and register it? Mm-hmm. The greatest of times in Magic's history. <laughs> when for, like, 60 or 70 bucks, they would just, like, hand you a sheet that had all the cards already done. Yeah, and you got to sleep in for an extra half an hour. Yeah, and they were, and then they were like, can't do it. I'm like, I will pay you too much money to do that. Can you please just take my money? And they were like, no. But why won't you take my money? (laughs) Um, So people got all in an uproar. And Mm -hmm. then uh, the uh, various people that have been associated with running gps in the past and events just came out of the twitter woodwork yeah and we're just like you don't know how expensive this is like you know people don't have to have opinions if they aren't like informed blah 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 like that was cedric i mean that's not how the world works everybody has an opinion and most of them aren't informed yes have you literally met anybody yes but like (laughs) that was cedric lsv similarly like people kind of like floating bits and pieces of costs and just like Okay, like, if you would like to make this Discord discourse reasonable, lay out the prices. Don't, like, dunk on people for not knowing what the prices are. Be like, hey, when I helped Star City do events, right, a few years ago, here is the average cost for hall internet. And, no, some people to get up, like, a hall might be like a quarter of a million dollars mm-hmm. for a hall. And um, then like judges and stuff, right? Yeah. So like lay it out. Like, okay, fine. But um, but let's say the hall in Vegas is like $500,000, right? I don't know, right? Sure. It's Vegas, right? Um, assume this thing fills up. Which maybe that's a bad assumption, but assume it fills up. Let's do. We'll do fifteen hundred. We'll do fifteen hundred people. We'll give them a little bit of like slack, right? So, well, so like that. That's probably not an accurate number though, because like fifteen hundred would be people for the event, not yeah, I'm including just, like. I'm just saying the event. Okay. So if there are fifteen hundred people, yep. Just for the event. Yep. You get ninety-seven thousand dollars off of them just showing Walking up be- before before they register. Yeah. And then 16 160 times 160 times Dragon 160 time for the love of god please calculator. <laughs> uh times 1500. If if, if 1500 people show up, you get $240,000 in entry fees. Yeah. Right. Now so their rake on the event is a quarter of a million dollars mm-hmm. if 1,500 people show up. 
right? And there's a good chance that like every GP Vegas thing always sells out. Yes, I think everyone has sold out. Um, you get four hundred and fifty thousand dollars from just this event if people only buy the base weekend pass. Right. Right. If they buy a um vip black lotus mythic edition yeah vip is 350 yeah and does it come with uh nope it does not come with anything oh but if you do the legendary vip plus the lot plus the entrance in the open it's 478 which only makes the entrance to the open 128. Okay. So, but like, so people are like, hey, Wizards is like a multi-million billion dollar company. Like, why are they like charging so much? It's not like they need the money to like break even. People right. are like, oh, you'd be terrible at business, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's kind of like them advertising yeah, I mean, their thing. Like, yeah, some of this should be subsidized by their marketing budget because that's what it is. Yes. Um, Not like charging your customers to market your product. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. And, like, so there was a lot of, like, these didn't really make money. They were lost leaders for... I'm like, like, you're telling me that for a decade that we ran a GP, like, every weekend or every other weekend? Mm-hmm. At like a soul crushing loss. And it took them 10 years in a pandemic to be like, no mas. <laughs> well, I mean, the writing was on the wall for a couple of years prior to it the was, pandemic. It but was. Yes, I, it was. I agree with what you're saying. But like, it's like they, they were slowing down. And yeah. we, I distinctly remember us talking about like, huh, like no one wants to bid for the contract to run these stupid events. Right. And then like, uh, channel fireball, things got like less and less and less generous as like mm -hmm. the year, year and a half that they had it before the world ended. Yeah. Uh, so like, do I believe that like, yes, there is some like, um, there were some losses and things need to be like restructured, but, mm -hmm. um, like, do you like, but at the same time, for this event, if it fills up, right, they make $300,000 or $400,000 yeah. on this event. Not, Not counting everything else. Everyone else that comes in. Right. Right. So, like, yes, $100,000 seems really big. And maybe. Like, what were the prize pools in old GPs? Were they 50? Yeah, I think so. 50 or 60, I think. Right? So, like, maybe doubling it to double the prize pool, but, like, there's a, that's a huge amount of money right? to, to like, just make on that one event. But, yeah. again, like, this is where um, the, the community can make a difference, right? Right. Everyone complained about Magic 30, and then when mm -hmm. it went down, people did not buy it. Right. Right, because this is too expensive. Right. If you think this is too expensive, 
Buy it. Don't do it. Yeah. And then when they go, like, why did this fail? It's like, because I was going to have to pay, like, $65 to walk in the room, then 160 to do this thing. On top of getting to Vegas and getting a hotel room in Vegas, Vegas isn't the cheapest place to go. No, I... So... Okay, we're gonna we're gonna pull the curtain back for uh, for Brian's job. Um, so I run a summer research program, and every year mm-hmm. I make everyone who is like chemistry go to the regional American Chemical Society meeting. Mm-hmm. And abstracts like, "Hey, I'd like to come. Here's a poster I'm gonna present," are due before the start of the semester. And we usually don't have like you know, kind of a sense if we can apply for travel funds until. Mm-hmm start of semester. So I did some quick back of the envelope com- uh, calculations to figure out how much it would cost me to take nine to 12 students, not counting faculty, just nine to 12 students to scenic vacation capital of the Southeast, Raleigh, North Carolina. Right. Well, I like Raleigh. It, it's not bad, but like, yeah. I'm not going to, I don't know, Savannah, right. Atlanta, right. Yeah. Like, Miami. No, I'm going to yeah. Raleigh in two, one to two big white vans. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I, I was like, worst case, it's a three day stay, right? This is kind of $9,000. Wow. $9,000. The, 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 like, Negotiated group rate for the hotel, yeah, two hundred and five dollars a night. Wow, to be like in the hotel that has like the venue, so you can just like wander out of, like, so I don't have to like wrangle students in the morning and like drive them across town. Yeah, nine thousand dollars, and I'm like, dear God, like, what if like I had to fly them somewhere? Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's just like not doable. Right. Like can't be done. So like I can't imagine how much it would be for like people to go to Vegas and get hotel rooms for three days. Yeah. Right. Like a lot. Like one person to be in this event probably costs two grand. Easy. Like minimum. Easy. Easy minimum yeah. two grand to go do this. Yeah. And there are enough people in their like er like thirties and forties that like have reasonable jobs that mm-hmm. might be able to cobble this together to go do the thing. Good on them. But there's a whole lot of people that like this they're like totally priced out of this. Yeah. Right? And could you imagine you like go and you get your sealed pull and it's like garbage to yeah, two dual lands, two yeah. rare, two rare lands, like the rare removal spell that like mm-hmm. you could have just got a common. that's like 95% of it. Right. Or and better like, in some cases. Yeah. And then like, just like the, like, seven mana unplayable red enchantment. Yeah. And you're just like $2,000 for this. Yeah. To come here and like go. Oh, three drop. Yeah. 
<sighs> right. Magic is a game of variance, sure. But mm-hmm. Sealed is like the ultimate game of variance. It's like, hey, right. we have variance on the front end of like, is are your packs good? And then you have the regular other variants on top of that of, like, uh, did you get good matchups? Um, did you jar like garbage? Yeah. <laughs> right? And, but we started with, Lord only knows what you're going to get. It could just be terrible. Yep. But, yeah, like, it seems, like, so much. And, like, people, like, again, I'm not a math wizard, but, like, if I can do the math and be, like, if they fill this up, they clear on this event $300,000, not counting anything else that they make. Now, granted, maybe maybe I need to make that two fifty. dollars There's $50,000 worth of, like, judges yeah. and stuff. Well, so, like, that's another thing that I saw kind of floating around the internet. I don't know how true it is or whatever, but... Um, if you think back, we mentioned just a couple minutes ago about how the writing was kind of on the wall mm-hmm. for GPs for a couple of years. Do you remember what coincided with the writing starting to be on the wall? The, like, dissolution of, like, wizards associating with judges so they wouldn't be considered employees? Well, the lawsuit. Like, the mm-hmm. judges sued Wizards of the Coast for compensation. hmm So... Like, there was a bunch of people that I saw talking about how, like, that's what killed the GP. Is that Wizards could no longer... Like, it was a way for them to, like, subsidize the GPs and not take, like, a huge hit. Because Mm -hmm. making product for them is so cheap. Yeah, like, I know that, like, I heard, like, judges, like, didn't they cover their own hotel rooms? Yeah. Right, like, it was just, like, they were attending the event and they got like some meal per diem and then some like packs or like boxes. I mean, it was, it was a lot, but it was a lot, but like, like depending on what level judge you were and what you were doing at the event. Like, I mean, I've certainly seen judges with a case or two of sealed product after doing a GP, but like, I don't know, like how much, like, that cost Wizards, like, $35 to print, yeah. if that, right? So they, they yeah, outlined... Well, I like, mean, 100 bucks a box, like, mm. I mean, that's decent for a weekend. Yeah. For something you enjoy doing. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the fact that, like, the idea was, like, now we have to, like, actually be paid in, like, real yeah. money. They're just like, yeah, no, we can't do that. Cause like, well, I, I'm not saying it was right, but that's like, yeah, one one of the theories that I saw was that's what led to because like, like the if in your of... if in your head, going and working a GP gets you eight hundred dollars worth of product, right? Mm-hmm. You would like to perhaps have that eight hundred dollars worth of product converted into eight hundred dollars worth of dollar dues right. directly from the source, as opposed to here's this sealed product. You can just try to sell the boxes and hope someone else gives you dollar dues at the rate you were happy with. Yeah. Or you can open them and spin the wheel. Yeah. How will you do? And you're like, oh, uh, can I pay my landlord in magic cards? Oh, I cannot. Right. Mm. So, yeah, well, I mean. I, I mean, like, I don't want to put 
you know, words in judges' mouths. I've never been a judge. I yeah. only kind of tangentially know judges. Like, we, we had a couple level ones in our store, but, like, a level one judge doesn't get invited to a GP to work or whatever. Um, but I don't, I don't think the, um, like, desired outcome of the program was for anybody to make a living off being a judge. No. Like I thought it was more like, you know, this is or my impression was that this is something that they enjoy doing and this is their perk. Not like I'm going to work for the weekend, got to fly to Dallas. Yeah. I mean, I do think some people did that to some degree. Well, it, right. But just because people did that doesn't mean that that was the intent of the I, program. Like, there, I, th- I mean, there's people that work at McDonald's their whole lives. I don't think that, anybody sets out when they're getting yeah. ready to go into the I, workforce I, and be like, I want to work at Mickey D's forever. I I think more along the lines, much like the, I'm not saying anyone like made their living on judge, judge work, but I mm-hmm. think there was some people like tried to supplement what they yeah. were doing. And so I, I can see that like, they're like, Hey, I'm doing a job. I'd like to be paid in like, real money as opposed mm-hmm. to like funny money that I might be able to exchange for real money. Right. Right. But could you imagine like, I don't know, you were judging during like, uh, dragon's maze and like, they just, and that's what you got paid in. <laughs> you got paid in dragon's maze. And yeah. like from the time it like that, the, that the person picked it up off the cart and handed it to you, it yeah. like lost 35% of its value. <laughs> just, yeah. Just like in one of those countries where, like, hyperinflation, like, it just, like, by the time you get to your destination in your cab, like, you don't have the money anymore. It's like, oh, yeah. no. But, um, so there was a big uproar about the cost of this event mm-hmm. and how, like, we had these before. Yeah. And, like, we shouldn't be patting them on the back for charging us double to do, like, more than double to do the thing that we had been doing before. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how to feel. Cause on one hand, like, like it's cool. Like it'd be nice if there were like GPs again. Mm-hmm. And this is like the closest thing we've had to a GP in a while. Right. But also like, it's just so cost prohibitive and just a, you know, I know companies, make money yada 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 but it feels like you're making so much money everywhere else yeah that like maybe maybe if this was a hundred dollars right maybe i feel better about it then or hundred dollars plus an entry fee i or i was gonna say if it was like 160 but you got the base level like entry yeah right like oh you registered for this you get the like whatever bronze tier you're allowed to like smell the same air that this other person smells (laughs) and like that was also one of the criticisms that we had for the like dreamhack events too right Mm -hmm. was that sure you want an invite to the event but guess what you got to buy a dreamhack pass for the weekend even though you don't care who's playing Fortnite on the big stage yeah i mean and that might just be you know if you're on the the um to side right Mm -hmm. Like having that entry fee and like locking in a um a like known revenue yeah. kind of going in 
makes it safer for you to do it. Because some people were saying that, like, you have to, I think it was Tar Martel, maybe, that, like, you kind of have to overshoot what you think the enrollment's going to be. Uh, registration's going to be so mm-hmm. that you have enough space. Yeah. And then that can lead you to have a room that is too big that you paid too much for. And like, I'm sure they took a bath on like, well, maybe I say on GP Oco. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that but had there was, a pro but tour. Had a pro tour. Right? That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. that's why I was like, yeah, like maybe. Um, but I don't know how you how you do it where like it is affordable mm-hmm. and a thing that like the majority of your player base can do. Yeah. And simultaneously that you feel it's worth your while doing. Right. And I think that's what happened with GPs and opens. Yeah. Right. Also again, right. If you move everything to it's commander. Yeah. Right. Like, then it becomes harder to like sell those spots to um to players people. for the main event. Yeah, because yeah. like, hey, why isn't why isn't anyone playing standard? Imagine if a month after the next standard set, right, mm-hmm. which would have been wild, you had a hundred thousand dollar standard construction constructed tournament. Yeah. Right. Is there maybe more risk that you don't fill it up? But like, have you just given everyone a huge incentive to buy to your like product, crack uh, wilds, and like play your product, play your game? Yeah. Absolutely, but you do run the run the risk of oh, we don't sell all two thousand seats. Yeah, but at the same time, like, you don't have to, right? And this is the like where Cedric was like, oh, you'd be bad at business. Like, you can't be like, hey, shareholders, we're going to do this thing that's going to lose us money. And it's like, Cedric, I I truly, like, I know you're smarter than, like, this kind of simple take, which is, like, it's advertising. Like, yeah. you take a, you may, now, the you may lose money here, but, like, there's return on investment down the road. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess the theory is... Oh, you mean like having a standard that people want to play? Yeah. (laughs) But like, if you have... Now the argument, well, if I can, if I can like break even or make money, but then my ROI, like my, my, you know, tailing like profits from this event stay the same, that's way better. Like it is, yes. It's also like not measurable though. Yeah, it's hard. It's like... What if we would have like broke even as opposed to make money on this event? Yeah. Like, would we have earned as much like goodwill? Mm-hmm. And probably maybe would have maybe earned more goodwill. But like we talk about community goodwill all the time, like as like a community. And <laughs> um but like the community goodwill has not been so bad. That it has really impacted Wizards' bottom line. I mean, other than the Magic 30 thing. Yeah, the Magic 30 thing is, like, the one time that it was, like, this yeah. is so awful, we're going to, like, actually, like, smack you. Yeah. But for the most part, it's been, like, oh, yeah, we, like, did whatever, and it was fine. Yeah. So I don't know, um, you know, like, oh, man, every like, 
what everyone says, and they said this about the Magic 30 thing, and it didn't come true. Right? Magic 30 is like, everyone's complaining about it, but it's still going to sell out. It didn't sell out. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, everyone's complaining about this, but it's still going to sell out. Right? And Yeah, I mean, not if, not if people stick to their guns. And, again, I don't know if I mentioned it on the pre-show or the now show, but uh, student loan uh, uh, pause is going to be ending the end of august yeah that was that was pre-show that was pre-show okay yeah. but like hey everybody uh in september you gotta make that student loan payment and uh mm-hmm. or you can go to vegas right what's it gonna be it's like hmm mm. so yeah like that might just like lead to problems as well yeah so all right uh hopefully maybe our maybe my uh, maybe our takes on this will be hot enough that like people will start tweeting about it and like being angry, and then we can get dunked on by Cedric and LSV, and then people will, will see us. Or maybe we'll get uh, popular enough that we'll get invited to be Magic ambassadors. Exactly, I could use some like swag bags and like inside information from Wizards. Absolutely, yeah. take what so, you can get. So, Gavin, are we going to care about any of these formats other than Commander? Uh, <laughs> have you talked to anyone who has played your game? Because uh, yeah. uh, people aren't happy. <laughs> um, let me give you my opinion. Let me give I you my one. opinion. Here we go. Yeah. No, I know I did not do a Twitter poll, but I I played the game. So that's right. Anyway, so with all that, I think we got a show. We got a show. So as we mentioned, we are in the like weird. Is this really a set that anyone cares about version of magic? Yeah. There's also like a lot more of those times now, right? Like, yes. The summer is kind of like what's going on. Does anyone care about this? Then there's like the winter break, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I would say there would be the like, and then there's like the weird lulls before like set releases. Yeah. There's a ton of time like this. But anyway, if you've got like ideas for shows or things you're interested in, or, you know, I don't know if you want us to do convention finance talk. Uh, we can maybe, uh, we can maybe like try to, I can maybe try to book a convention hall and see how much sure. that costs. <laughs> you don't have enough to do already, right? Yeah. I mean, I could call the Myrtle Beach Convention Center and see how much it would cost. Okay. Well, I mean, that's kind of, I know we're in the middle of closing up the episode, but that's kind of an interesting question, though, is if there was Magic Fest Myrtle Beach. That was, uh, I'd say, Lord of the Rings limited, but that's probably not a good example. Um, new Ixalan limited, yeah. like next month. Uh, what would you be willing to pay to go to, admittedly, like a bigger thing than what GPs used to be? Like there's more to do than just the event, mm-hmm. but also play in a limited GP or limited open. I, like I said, I think that, I know between 100 and 150, I think that would probably be like fair. Yeah. Right. Like, um, to like, I remember like a lot of the people that we used to play with were mm-hmm. kind of bent out of shape when prices went from 50 to 60. Yeah. I mean, I know everything's gotten more expensive. We were talking about video games went from, they were $50 a piece from yeah. like, I don't know, uh, 1988. To yeah. like 
2019 or 2020 or something. Yeah. And then they went to like 60 or 70. Or maybe they were yeah. 50, then 60, and now they're 70. And they've been 60 yeah. for like years. And people were like, gah. Right? Uh, I do remember them getting like, being like, oh, man, this sucks that it's now 60. Well, but, I mean, we, we had friends that decided that they would go to the event but not play in it because $60 was too much and they would go play side events instead. I'd probably spend more money on side events. Probably, but... But yeah, like, the fact that you lose the ability to do that, right? That you have to, like, pay to get through the door. But, again, like, not a business wizard. Perhaps, right. I mean, perhaps from, like... 2017 to 2020 like running a gp was just like a horrid money losing proposition and we shouldn't have been doing it but it seems like it took a long time to decide we weren't going to do it yeah so anyway if you have ideas for okay do you think 100 to 150 would be fair to like go to magic con myrtle beach um and like play in like the main event whatever that would were be. it were it a couple years ago and like were it previous james and not mm-hmm. current james i just said yes um now i would probably not just say no but heck no what if i paid your 100 150 dollars so you didn't directly <laughs> give money to wizards what if i paid it for you then you'd feel no. bad if you didn't use it that is true. I would I would feel bad when I didn't use it. Oh man, that hard. Jeez. Jeez, couldn't even well, give no, you a I just free think match. like I don't know. Like I don't know that I'm that interested in what they have to offer anymore. Fair. Um I w- would honestly probably be more apt to pay the entry fee and hang out for a weekend and play some side events or whatever, but I, I don't think I would be interested in like $150 for a main event. Okay. I would be way more interested in $50 and hang out for a weekend with some, you know, some good friends and some games of magic. Gotcha. If that makes sense. And convention food. Ugh. $8 pretzels. <laughs> yeah. Which is my go-to. Sa- soggy Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Chick-fil-A, like... In the bag, did they like wheel in the, wheel in the weird like cart from Lord only knows where? I was gonna say a la carte, literally. <laughs> yeah, on a cart, just bags of Chick Fil A. Yep. Uh, so again, yeah, we, got, we still got a show. We still uh, got a show. We thought we had a we show. We got social media links in the description. We do. Please give us some some show ideas. Yeah, call for engagement and all that. Yes. Please uh, engage. If, yeah. <laughs> If you want to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Head on over there, buy your singles, support the show at the same time. It's a win-win. If you want to support us more directly, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. We hook you up with show notes. We hook you up with pre-show. And we hook you up with swag once in a while. Uh, You can hook us up with helping us keep the lights on. Again, win-win. Win-win all the way around. Yeah, chip a couple bucks in, help us out. We would appreciate it. Uh, You got anything else, or is that going to do it? I think that's going to do it. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.